Stand by for a message from the United Kingdom's Ambassador of Retro Gaming. Hello, UK Mike from the Retro Gaming Roundup podcast here to tell you about the Jerry Rig Media Center. In a world where all the cool kids sat sweaty in front of their cell phones and computers, he brought the party to the living room where they watched telly and played retro games with comfortably dry bums. The Jerry Rig Media Center comes preloaded with 332 add-ons, which allow you to legally watch thousands of TV shows and movies. The community portal allows you to choose from thousands more add-ons to customize your experience. Furthermore, with the Jerry Rig Silver Gaming Edition, you can play all the retro games you have a legal right to play from over 20 classic retro consoles. So UK, that was pretty good. Are you going to finish those fries? I know it was. What did you expect? This is a paying gig. And that's none of your damn business, by the way. And I'd appreciate it if you stayed out of my personal affairs. Thank you very much. Are we done? Oh, visit jerryrig.com for more details. That's jri-rig.com. Once more for the slow, jerryrig.com. That's jri-rig.com for more details.
Hello, and welcome to Super NES Podcast. This is episode number 42. Uh, this is Greg, also known as Soul Blazer, one of the co-hosts, and I'm also joined today by my other regular co-host, George. Oh, oh wait, is that me? Last time I checked. Oh. Hi. <laughs> that's, that's, I, apparently that's me. How are you doing tonight, George? I am fine. How are you? Doing okay. That's good. So, I, um... Uh, so one of the, one of the weird things about this podcast, like is how I get to introduce George to a, a whole bunch of classic Super NES games, uh, that I have fond memories of, uh, back in my youth. But you have and, fond memories of this game? Yes, I do. Oh, and okay. So, and, nice. uh, and, 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 the, and the game we're talking about today is a very, like, it's a very popular, uh, a popular and, and groundbreaking game. Um, Street Fighter 2. No, we've already covered that game. Oh, <laughs> oh. Groundbreaking in a whole different genre. Wait, we were um, we, were we not really playing Street Fighter Two? No. <laughs> oh, but you were playing it for the Sega Master System, or we'll be playing it for the, I, the, the yes, Sega Master System I, soon. I think to, to let the cat out of the bag, <laughs> if that's the correct expression for anything. It is. It works. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um. Next month mm. supposed to be next month from today, kind of. Oh. Um. Something like that. Uh, we'll be actually doing uh, the tech toy port of Street Fighter 2 for the Master System. So that's going to be really cool. Yep. Because, that be... yeah, that wasn't really uh, officially ported. That that should be very interesting. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, in this episode, we're talking about Populous, uh, which was the... Oh, that Bullfrog game. <laughs> Bullfrog, yes. Uh, uh, developed by Peter... Uh, I'm not... I believe the last name is pronounced Molyneux. like Molyneux, yes. yes. Uh, in originally released for the Amiga in 1989. Uh, Super NES port was programmed by Imagier and published by Acclaim in released in September of 1991. Uh, this, is the, this, this is a groundbreaking game. In many ways, this is considered to be the original God game, uh, which is a genre that's still, that's still, that's still around today. Um, George, do you want to try to explain what a God game is to listeners out there? So... A god game is when you play as a god, and then you do things. So what you're doing is, a lot of these games, uh, even further games, uh, made by Lionhead, which, uh, that was Molyneux 2, right? Yes, it was. It was like yep. Black and White and Black and White 2, which I yes, have yep. memories of myself. Um, you play as a god, and what you try to do is you try to, in this game, uh, influence the land to uh, help the settlers settle down, create uh, bigger settlements. And you, you, uh, you just, you know, you just try to work with your people, so to say, and uh, try to give them a good life or in other games, a bad life, um, <laughs> do horrible, horrible things, which why would you want to do that? You're a good person, right? Right. Um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, I guess in newer games, it's technically kind of like a sandbox kind of like game. But you're the you're the overseer, and what you say goes. Um, in this game, you're basically just trying to create a high population so that you can wipe out the other uh, settlements, the enemy settlements. Yep, it's a very good summary. Um, I would simply classify a God Game as being a game where instead of the game imposing rules upon you, you impose rules like upon the game. Okay, yeah, you well, have, that like, works. Uh, uh, because you have like un- because in theory you you can have unlimited power in a game like this. You basically you control everything. Everything and anything in the game can be directly influenced by you and your actions, the world, the people, um, uh, the events, et cetera, et cetera. Um, yeah, but uh, you, as much as you have unlimited power, you have limited power. Because you need people like believing in you to give you faith. Uh, like in this game, mana, it's called. Yes, which uh, is so- a really cool system. It's like if people really believe in you and the more people that you that you have in the population and they're also believing you, the more power you have. And that's that's really cool. I like that kind of system. Yep. Yep. Instead of just being like, oh, I don't know, your your God do things. And there are other games that are part of other genres that have a lot of a uh, have a lot of a god game elements in them also. Uh, for example, uh, Sim Earth and Sim Life yes. uh, certainly have a lot of god game aspects to them also because of the because more so than the other Sim games, you have more power and more control over the world and environment in those in those two games than you would 
then you do another like sim tiles for example More so but they um um yeah and uh and uh and in our quest here on the super Brains podcast to try to cover at least one game of every topic and genre that was released for the system, which is a lot because Super NES was so popular that everything and anything like a made to uh, you got made for it. Um, we have uh, we have not so we have not yet covered a game uh, uh, you, you know, game in this genre. So it seemed fitting. It seemed fitting for it that way also. And I also and I also have very fond memories of, of this game for reasons that we'll talk about like, later on. Well, you're so, welcome because this was my choice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but well, it was a choice out of a list I gave you. To be fair. <laughs> yes. That, <laughs> yes. So uh, also, you know, having unlimited power, not having as much power. <laughs> but, but to be fair, as a list. You know, to be fair, like you know, it was like a large list about no, like, no. ten games. You're no, so. no, you're 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 right. Ten games. I thought it was like five games. You're lying to me now. But uh, <laughs> no, you know, you had you had the power, and then you gave me a little bit of power, and you're just like, oh, only like these five games you could play. <laughs> like, well, let's pick Populous because we need to cover this game, and it's a cool game. Yeah, well, you would express interest interest in this game before that before that anyway because yes. because uh, uh, you because you had never played this game before. So this is another this is, this is another podcast episode where one of us is quite familiar with the game and somebody else is playing it is play, he was playing it like the first time. So and those always tend to make some of the best like entertaining discussions. So yeah, I mean, um, especially I have those cartridge for a while and I don't even know where it is, which stinks. <laughs> I had to emulate it, but. Yeah, uh, I had this game for a bit, and then before that I knew about the game. Right. Uh, even so, and I wanted, I, I never really got around to playing it, so I guess this was the best way to start getting into uh, Populous. Yeah. Yeah, this was, yeah, this was one of the most popular ports, like, ports of the game back then also. It was the most uh, populous port? Yeah, ha, 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 ha. <laughs> uh, because this game was so popular, they got ported the, you everywhere, but yeah. we'll talk about it here in a moment. Um... I am not going to go into huge detail about the history and background of Peter and the, the how this game came to be because, uh, because that's already been covered very well in another podcast. Well, um, just because um, one podcast did it does. I know, but I'm, I'm just saying like, um, there's, um, uh, uh, we'll talk about it a little bit, but if you'd like to have a really in-depth discussion about uh, a discussion about the game, uh, its origin, its, its origin and development, and how it came to be in its original original computer form, I highly recommend checking out episode episode thirty-nine of the Upper Memory like the Upper Memory Block podcast, uh, which we found on Chinto's great uh, game by game podcast site uh, located at gamebygamepodcast.com. Uh, that podcast is dedicated to PC games of the DOS and early Windows era, and he does a great job uh, of going uh, talking about the, uh, the history and the development and the tech specs and everything else behind the games. That sounds uh, awesome uh, on that podcast. So uh, I'm going to kindly, so I'm going to very kindly point the listeners, the listeners out to that podcast. Yeah, stop listening to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but, but. But uh, this game, this game, as I said, originally came out in 1989, like the Amiga, and 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 within a couple of years, she got ported to the uh, Acorn, uh, the Acorn, which is a European, a European, a European PC system. The Atari ST, the FM, the FM Town, in a, uh, Town, like in Japan. The MS DOS had a version. The Game Boy had a version. Believe it or not. What? Uh, okay. It, it got released on the Mac. It got released on the Master System, George. So like, there you go. Oh boy, I get to play Populous two <laughs> times. Uh, it got released on the NEC PC, also a Japanese system. The PC Engine, again, Japan only. The Sega Genesis, the Sharp, the, the Sharp X68000, also a Japanese system. And of course, the Super NES. So, and this game had two direct sequels. There was Populous 2, Trials, uh, Trials, you know, Trials of the Olympian Gods. It also got ported to the Super Famicom, but never came out in the U.S. in that form. Is that so, a better game? Um, yes and no. There were some things Populous 2 did, did that deviated from the formula in this game that I didn't like as much. Okay. But the graphics and the maps and, 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 and the maps are definitely better than that game. I, I would yeah. hope so, because if you went worse than this, that'd be pretty <laughs> rough. And, and then the newest game in the series is Populous The Beginning, which came about like 10 years ago. Oh, Okay. So, um, 
but um, but yeah, there but yeah, but yeah, there've been there've been numerous games that have been inspired and inspired or taken or taken or, or taken parts from this game because how groundbreaking that it was. This, uh, to be honest, this game makes me just want to go and play Black and White Two. Black and White is uh, Black and White's also very fun. Uh, yes. I also have a lot of memories of memories of memories of playing that game uh, because again, like same developer, so of course he's cribbing yeah. off he's, he's cribbing off. You know, uh, some of his own past stuff. Right, but this was made for you know more modern computers, so there is a lot more to it actually. Right. Yeah, which is uh, awesome. This is a game. This is this is this is one of several games that Bullfrog put out and put out late Asia, late Asia, late Asia nineties. They really put them on the map because Bullfrog came out with a whole bunch of groundbreaking games around like around this time period. They also released the whole uh, the whole theme series, uh, theme hospital, theme park. Right. Right. And they also came out with Syndicate, which is also a classic, you, you, you know, classic game. I still... have a copy of that on the 3DO. Uh, EA gave it away for free, I believe. Someone yep, recently on Origin, so I have yep. that. Yeah. Uh, I still did not get around to playing it yet. And there's a new Syndicate game that came out recently also. But so. that's a that's a first-person shooter. That has, yeah. like, nothing to do with the original game. A little bit. He's got a couple of the. You know, couple it might of have moments, like the setting, and that's yeah. like it. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. but that game is cool. That game's pretty cool. Yeah. I ha- I'm not putting that game down. Yep. So, like, so Bullfrog. So Bullfrog was bought by EA around this time period, also. Which is sad. And, um, well, EA, EA in these days was still was still still pretty was still pretty. Um, yeah, uh, but but how do I how do I put this? They weren't. They. No, no, they weren't. They weren't. They weren't like they are now. You're right. right, right yeah. The problem is they still have these properties, and they're the EA that they are now. <laughs> but, um, so not crapping on EA because they're not the worst company out there, to be honest. So the rights to so the rights to populace were licensed out to many different companies like Broadway Sports and Imagineer. Imagineer was a very active, heavy PC company in in the eighties and nineties. Uh, like for a while, they made a bunch of games as well as also as well as also developing developing a bunch of games like for the publishers. Um, they got the rights to the Super NES version of Populous for Japan and the rest of the world, but they uh, and, and they released the game uh, like under their name in Japan and the rest of the world. Um, this game this game was a launch title for the a launch title for the Japanese like the Japanese Super Famicom. Oh, really? It, it came out in Japan um, in uh, like in the uh, uh, December December of 1990. Uh, it came out in the U.S. in September in September of 1991. So almost a launch game, not quite. Very shortly after launch the system, window. Yes. Okay. The launch window is fair enough because 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 the system got released in August. So with so so within a month later, this game was out. Oh yeah, launch so, window. Yeah. But they uh and they came out in Europe later on that year. But the U.S. rights to Populous were held by Acclaim. I, I don't know how Acclaim got the rights to publish the game in, in North America, whereas Imagineer had the rest of the world. I'm not really sure. I'm not really sure how, like, how that came, came about. There's not a lot of information online uh, uh, about the Super NES port of this game, unfortunately. So, um, But Acclaim was a very big, big, heavy company in North America at this time. Maybe Imagineer just felt the game would, the game would sell better if Acclaim published it. So... Um, um, I mean, at this time, you're right. Acclaim was pretty big. Um, in in newer generations, they started going way downhill. But oh that, yeah, starting yeah. with the PlayStation days. <laughs> uh, even I would say even a little bit before that. But yes, um, yeah, yeah. I think I think it was a good idea to have Acclaim put their name on this because you know people were buying Acclaim games. Uh, that's a that's a separate company. They're buying yes. games <laughs> from Acclaim, and mm-hmm. um. I, I think putting the name on there really helped sell this game. And for the most part, it was very poor. Uh, there were a couple of differences and enhancements that the Super NES like version received, which we'll talk about here like in a moment. Uh, but for the most part, the, for the most part, um, this game was converted over to the Super NES pretty much the same way it was in its original in its original computer form, uh, with a few changes. Because of the hardware and, and, and hardware and whatnot, right? So it was so. obviously changed a little bit for controller. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which I would argue. Well, I, I'm sure a lot of people would agree that it's much harder to play this game with controller. Well, let's talk about the controls then. I mean, because, because obviously, because obviously, obviously, the original the original computer version 
uh, was played mostly by keyboard. Some of the some of the PC versions also had like also had mouse. Yes. Like also had also had like mouse support. But the thing yeah. is, there's a lot more buttons or keys on a keyboard than there exactly. is on the SNES controller. However, the Super NES controller, I, th- I thought that I thought was adequate. It was adequate to challenge because Super NES does have the controller does have like the controller does have like eight buttons on it. Yes, no, it, so it works. It's just if when I was playing it, it felt a little clunky. And it is clunky. Yes, you have yes. to get used to controls. You have to get you, you, you have to remember what does what. But once you get um, used to it, which doesn't really take that long, it works pretty well. I think I've had a few issues, like. Sometimes it wouldn't take an input, and then it would take two of that input. So. That's another. There's another reason for that, I think, because we're going to talk about here like in a moment. Okay. But the uh, the game opens on a very positive note. You have that very, you have that very, you have that very beautifully, beautifully animated tile screen uh, with that uh, like like that like the custom art, different than the Japanese and European art, by the way, uh, which is also found like in the box cover. Um, so, uh, and it, and it plays, uh, and it plays popular theme. It's the same theme, the, it's the same theme the other version of the game had, but it sounds beautiful in Super NES. This is my favorite, you know, my favorite version of the populist theme. It's a beautifully, beautifully done, you know, rendition, uh, of the theme. Really played very well to Super NES's strengths as far as the, you know, as far as the music, you know, as far as the music goes. The problem sounds- is... The music in game is in game's different story. story. Yes, <laughs> I thought they were ambient sounds, and then I accidentally turned the music off, and I was like, "What happened? Oh wait, that was all the music? Are you kidding me?" Again, that's faithful to the original PC version because no, you're right. I'm just uh, saying right. the game in general uh, because in game because in game what you have when you play is a constant heartbeat. And the heartbeat's pretty cool in the sense that the heartbeat will will rise and fall depending upon how events in the game are are, are happening. Yeah. Uh, the heartbeat toward the end when the final battle is taking place and things get really very really frantic really gets like very like fast and furious sounding. Um, and toward the beginning of the game when things you are starting out, you're drifting. Like it's very like you know slow and like, like slow and relaxed. So um, there are short little there are short little world world theme pieces that play every now and then. Uh, when you, uh, when you like, you know, finish a map or whatnot. So, but yeah, there's not, there's not a lot of music, there's not a lot of music, uh, uh, music in the game. I usually, I usually, I usually, I usually turn the music and sound effects off while playing this game. Actually, oh, really? That. Yeah. So, okay. because, be, because after like a half an hour or so, the heartbeat really just gets annoying to me. I don't know. I've been, I've, I played quite a while with this, with all, everything on and I don't know. I, 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 I don't know. I, like, it's not... It didn't really, like, no, annoy me. It was just like, oh, this is so simplistic. There's not much to it. I, yeah, again, um, again, that's... That that's because the Amiga and the PC had, were limited. Were limited. Were limited by like, the music capabilities. Yeah. So they wanted to try to make the game as immersive as possible, and that just and that just meant for, and that just meant for 1989. Well, why would you hear a heartbeat then? Is that immersive? I think it is. Um, because is it like, supposed because, to be like the beat of your own heart? It could be. I've always thought of it as such. Hmm. Okay. You know, that's, maybe the, maybe there's more to this game than I thought. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, like, you know, like, 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 like I've always taken it, but, um, the, the option screen for this game is very nice. There's a lot of options on here. Uh, to start off with, you have, start off with, you have, you have an amazing 900, 989 maps to, to, to pick from. Yeah. Uh, they can play in this game. So there's a yeah. lot of replay value in um mm-hmm. and, and <laughs> um and the maps the maps are all grouped according to 20 rough scenarios um and there's 10 different themes that are used in, in those scenarios so like the maps like the maps can all fit into 10 different themes depending upon depending upon where you're on um there's what i call like regular uh a regular map because i really don't know, don't know what else to call it um then you also you're have talking K- about the grassy map um, field, grassy plains. Okay, yeah, yeah. I'll call it that. There there's go. also there's also there's also desert. There's uh, there's desert theme to some of the maps. Then then you get to the more uh, uh, weird ones. You 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 have you have one thing which is cake land. It looks like a giant cake. <laughs> uh, you have silly land where everything's or silly land where everything's where everything's all comical, whimsical, messed up, and whatnot. I'm sure that's like Molyneux's uh, humor right there. Yeah. You have you have Piglet World. This is 
this is this actually is one of the unique unique super nasty fe- uh, features of the game. Uh, piglet work the piglet theme was not found. It, it was not found like the original Amiga version of the game. Oh wow! So uh, the race here is based upon three little pigs, uh, basically. So and the enemies uh, are big bad wolves. Yep. So you have <laughs> wait, a, are they really? Yeah, they are. I was I mean, just like, kidding. You know, yeah, I didn't get that far. <laughs> There's a fairy tale theme. Your fairy tale aspect to it. So oh wow, say, uh, okay. But you have the you have the you have the you have the Japanese theme, which is. Which appropriately enough looks like medieval Japan. You have the rock and lava theme, which are really, which are really graphically detailed, vivid, uh, wild-looking map of like of like uh, of like rock uh, of like huge rock islands sitting in like massive pools of lava and whatnot. Yeah, I thought that looked so, pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, it does look pretty cool. Um, so, and then, uh, and then like some of the stuff and. and, and and then some of the worlds repeat later on with like you know like variations 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 like the theme like the theme or whatnot. Uh, the final world in the game is desert, actually. Uh, by the way, uh, like world like nine eighty eight. So, isn't there uh, like a computer world? Uh, there is. Yes, actually. Uh, the uh, the uh, the uh, bit planes. Yes. Um. There's also. There's also. Oh. I'm sorry. I also I also forgot two other themes. There's a there's a there, there's a there's a French theme where everything uh, where everything has a very like, old European French look, and a snow and ice theme. Always that ice level. Yep, got to have one. <laughs> <laughs> um. So you can, so you can you can you can choose the world you want to play on, which is nice. Um, so there's some, and the game saves in terms of passwords. Uh, so, I found that out the hard way. <laughs> so, um, uh, and, uh, then of course nowadays you can go into game of the queues and get passwords like brother world. So you can hop, uh, so you can, like, uh, so you can, uh, so you can like hop, hop anywhere in the game that you want to. Yep. But uh, on the option screen, you can on the option screen on, 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 on the option screen you can also affect the computer's difficulty level by the by just in the his reactions and his rating uh, scales. Reaction scale will determine how quickly AIs respond to things you do in the game, and the rating scale indicates the overall power base. So, uh, uh, so you can just this, just this, uh, just as your, uh, just as you're liking if you if you want to. I think I have that on like halfway hmm. well the game starts off with the game starts off like both of them being turned all the way down to their like barest minimum um there really? are default yeah when i started yeah. it it was like a quarter of the way up uh there are th- there are there are default settings for the world like the worlds okay uh as you like as you play them if you if you come across them like the normal like normal gameplay progression right. so um you can also affect you can also affect the powers that are available that are available both uh, like available they're available available to you and him and this is one of the fun things about the game because like of course like any kind of god you have the ability to do to do massive world affecting uh, disasters which I don't suggest doing blindly no that's <laughs> that like screwed me over on one it, game it, it can really yeah it can really f you up if you're not doing it carefully so um do you, so do you want to talk about some of the powers some of the powers that you can gain as you go through the game, uh, George? Sure. I mean, so when you first start, you're able to uh, terraform, which I thought was really interesting. When you terraform, you're able to obviously form the land, and that actually helps with settlements because you can make bigger settlements by uh, terraforming the land around you, and that also changes the influence area, so you're actually able to uh, change up the land in a greater area if you have more settlements and bigger settlements. So there's, you know, there's different things like um, earthquakes. Uh, you can create swamps, you know, where uh, anybody who steps on it, any of the settlers, they'll fall into it and I believe die. Right. Yep. Um, you know, there's there's a lot here, actually. Um, there's a volcano, which you basically create a volcano to where you select. Um, that uh, increases the elevation of the land as well. Um, there is a flood, which is the one that I used to screw myself over because I didn't realize <laughs> it was the whole map. What it does is it obviously raises the water of the whole map 
And uh, if you're going to use this, you most definitely need to uh, raise everything in elevation on your side before you use it. Uh, you know, there's Armageddon, which it deletes or it destroys like all the settlements. And everybody who is standing is left to basically just fight each other, which is really awesome. That's how I won one of my uh, one of my things. I just used Armageddon and... My population bar was most of the way full, and the enemies was, like, halfway or something. So I just basically, I technically automatically won. <laughs> um, you know, and then there's there's actually also different modes that you can right. use. Uh, you can make your settlers look to settle. You can make them look for uh, enemy settlements and fight. You can have them... Uh, Unite for greater strength with uh, strength with uh, gaddle. Gather than settle. Mm. What yep. am I saying? Gaddle, <laughs> gaddle. That's what they should have called it. They should just call, they should just like smash up the words and just call it sort of things. Uh, um, yeah. There's also the earthquake power, which you can use to cause earthquakes. Didn't I just uh, say that? <laughs> if you did, I missed it. I'm sorry. Um, He's not listening to what I say. People, see. I know you did not mention the ability. <laughs> You know, the ability to make swamps, though. That's another power. Actually, I did too. say that, too. You, if you did, you kind of hit <laughs> I it. Did. But, um, I did. I I asked you, do they automatically die if they go in the swamp? But you said, yeah. I actually said water. Okay, sorry about that. No. But... I, um, after that, I talked about yeah. the flooding. But yeah, but yeah, <laughs> uh, but yeah. The overall, the overall goal of the game, because you want to develop your settlement as big as po- uh, as big as possible, while trying to minimize uh, the power of your the power of your enemies in it, your your, 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 your enemy civilization, um, and then like then when you're ready, trigger the final battle, uh, which causes which causes the two sides to fight one another, and whichever side has people left at the end wins. Um, there is a holy symbol that is kind of the, um, the centerpiece, um, the most important object in your civilization, uh, which is an anchoroth like for your side. Um, and, um, and, and you can turn your followers into knights once you get powerful enough by setting them to touch that, to touch that. Right. And, and those, also... those knights are super powerful, but, yes. uh, they get worn out with time. And then when they die, you actually lose a good amount of your population from yes, one nine right. death. Yeah. And you can also move the anchor around on the map too if you need to, like for one reason or another. So, um, so um, yeah. So uh, the game, the game screen is very similar looking on the Super NES version to how it was, uh, how it was on the original, but the original, the original computer version. Right. Um, the book interface is more stylish. It's more, it's more detailed in the Super NES port of the game. It's more obvious in the Super NES version of the game that you're playing, that you're playing, that you're playing like in a book, basically. Uh, because I played, because I had this game, I had this game originally, originally with the PC when it came out, and then also pick up the Super NES version very shortly after the game came out. So I already had some experience, experience with the game, and it, but by 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 PC version. So so the that, problem, the problem with this though is. Um this game is low resolution mm-hmm, yeah. because of the time yeah and the it's just you don't have a big big enough uh area to see what's going on so i find myself constantly moving the cursor to move around the map to see what's going on instead right. of being able to see a bigger area and it also doesn't help that the interface is so big for this so yes, that it is. even yeah. what you see in the world is is a uh, is smaller because the interface around it is big right um that's pro- that's that's a minus but i mean the thing is what are you gonna do it's it's an older game it's an early launch game the super NES. high resolution right yeah like it's an early launch game the super nes in which the processor was taxed yes. so like so because of that you have the limitation of only being able to see i think the actual game screen only takes up i think the actual game screen only takes up only takes up, only takes up, only takes up, only takes up you have like about half the game screen. Oh, uh, that sounds about right. The rest of the game screen, you either you you you're looking at the interface at the bottom or also some of the top. I have and to say though, the the interface is very good looking, so that's yes. a plus. Yep. <laughs> yep. The mini map, the mini map at the top of the screen is very nice. Uh, you can use that to navigate around the map like pretty easily. Um, but there are problems, like you said earlier, there are problems with like there are some problems with like you know crawler lag because there's a lot going on in the game. Uh, the, the the game can be a bit slow in can be a bit slow in registering a push a push in your you, you know, a push in your controller 
So sometimes, like I said, take that, like I said, take that into account uh, when trying to do things because of that. Yeah. Um, I thought for the time being, for the time period this game came out, the graphics I thought, the graphics I thought, the graphics, the graphics, the graphics, you know, I thought she were like very sharp and detailed. Yeah, um, no, I I completely agree. Uh, the game looks great. Well, most of the game looks great. Um, the colors, there are things that are pretty yep. simplistic, but you know, uh, what are you gonna do? Yep, the, the colors are all like very like well picked. They're all like yes. you know a whole wide range of colors. Uh, uh, you know, this game this game looked just as good in this version as it does like on the Amiga and Atari ST versions of the game. I have to uh, say though, it's kind of hard to tell um, in some places where the land is elevated and the where the land is is like like. It takes below. a bit to get used to that, yes, yeah. because I mean, once you get you once you. Once you play the game enough, you're able to recognize at a glance and to right. see, like you know, what levels that things you know things are at. But uh, there, there's 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 a learning curve to this game. I mean, like you know, you have to you have to more so than the original PC version. You have to get used to you have to get used to the controller. You have to get used to what all the interface icons do. You have to figure out how things operate, what disasters do what, and you know, do do like and how to be able to manipulate the map like your environment to your liking and whatnot. So this is so so so, so it's definitely not a pick up and play game. Um the the pleasure that the, the satisfaction of the game though comes from actually being able to being able to raise and have a powerful civilization and being able to wreak havoc like upon your enemy. And being able to actually uh, like emerge victorious after like a long after a long hard after a long hard fought battle. Yeah, this uh, is it's it's fun to do. Like the thing is, you can play this game two ways. You can brute force, or you can actually uh, have a strategy. Mm. Because some of these powers take a strategy to use. Unless you want to screw yourself over as well, you know, you need to have some kind of strategy to uh, beat your opponent. Like I said before, right. if you use flood. Make sure that you have everything elevated because right. it raises the water by a level or two, I believe. Right. Uh, just a side note: the end game, the end game, the, the end game of this game was actually was actually added pretty late in the development cycle of Populous uh, because originally how the game was, uh, the game would go on for hours and hours, and, and there wasn't really a firm end to it. So they like they put in the like they put in the final battle to force to force an ending like to the stage. For the SNES version or for all versions? All versions. Okay. So, but 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 they um because some of these maps can go on for like quite a long time. Oh, I mean, I yeah. the, I remember as a kid spending like two. I remember as a kid spending up to like two hours in some of the maps. Okay, I didn't spend that long, but yeah. <laughs> wow, that's yeah. I don't know if I have the patience to spend two hours on a populous map. Uh, the maps are all carried over exactly the same way, like in their PC counterparts. Um, so, um, um, there's some ram. The, the PC version used some random generation uh, to try to get the maps to look different. Most of the time, it succeeded. Some of the worlds are very obviously very, very, very close copies of another. But considering, 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 considering what they had to work with to make all these maps, uh, like the time period. Where we didn't have powerful coprocessors able to do huge number crunching uh, uh, calculations and whatnot, it's pretty right. good. I thought, like the map generations. I, I you know, I would, I would agree. I don't really have too much to say about that, but yeah. So um, the game, uh, so uh, this game is a very interesting. It, it is a very interesting attempt to. Port, uh, to port a popular PC game to, to the console market. We talked a little bit, we talked about this before in some other Super NES games like SimCity. Um, there wasn't, there wasn't a lot done to enhance or to enhance or expand this game for the Super NES version of the game over the, like over what had, like over what had before. If you did not have a computer cable playing this game, uh, you could, you, you could certainly would have a lot of fun playing this, playing this port of the game. Right. This uh, is, this is a good port. Unlike, uh, or SimCity was actually much different on the yes. SNES than it was on computer, where it actually did it have more than the computer version. I know more. it looked better. They added they added it a had lot to the Super NES version of the game. Yeah, it uh, had it had a lot more. Doctor Wright was out. Yeah, Doctor Wright was added to the Super NES version right. of the game. Right. There were uh, there were there were there were three random scenarios at it. Um, there was a whole bunch, the whole system about like you know uh, the whole system of the uh, uh, bonuses, uh, bonus and gifts. 
like was all new the super nes version of the game right. the, mu- the music the music was all super nes new they added the whole bowser environmental hazard well thing. they changed it it, it was oh, like it was godzilla like original oh, piece of the game. okay so i didn't ba- know that yeah so yes yeah, so it became bowser uh, playing super nes ports. my first sim city was like sim city 2000 so yes which also came on the super nes so we'll, so, like, we'll cover that you know some point i'm oh, sure but i'm afraid that's going to be a, a rough port but we'll see <laughs> But, uh, yeah, I mean, like, you know, I got this game because I was visiting my grandmother for Christmas for Christmas 91. And there was not a lot of games of Super NES out yet at that time period. So I remember seeing Populous. Uh, I had a copy of the game. I admit now, not not a legal copy of the game. Oh. Um, but uh, so I'm like, hey, Populous, the Super NES version of the game. This should be pretty fun. And it's a good port of the game. But if you already have the PC or Amiga version of the game, there really is nothing, really nothing to recommend this version of the game over that. Because there are some things that there are some things I thought that the PC slash Amiga version did that are better than the Super NES port of the game. So the computer version, of the, the computer version of the game, for example, ran 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 a bit faster. If you if you had a if you, if you had a powerful system, uh, the game interface was also a bit larger and easier to use in the in the PC version of the game. I thought, and of course, like I already mentioned, the controls uh, because you had a keyboard to work with. So um, so for what it is, I thought this was a very good port. Um, now I don't enjoy the game very much. I think the you know I think the sequels of the game were better efforts. Really? Um, yeah. Uh, Populous two and Pop at the beginning I think like are better games. They're, they're better games than Populous was. Well, I mean those are newer but, games. So. Yeah, right. But um, yeah, but if you enjoy God games, this is God games. This is definitely a game worthwhile worthwhile checking out. I I, su- uh, I suggest it. Yeah, because it's very unique. Um, it's, it's still fun to play today. Um, you know, there's still a, a lot of elements that this game uses, as we already mentioned, have been, they have, have certain, certain, certain been borrowed and duplicated on later games. So, but, uh, it's, like, it's a very groundbreaking. It still holds up, it still holds up pretty well today. If you can, um, if you can get used to the game's flaws, you can get used to the control scheme, uh, give the game the time and you can probably have a lot of fun with it. Yeah, I mean, there's some things that might be hard to get around, but um, I don't know. I I picked this up and I played it, and I just there was like one thing, just like the controls were just a little off. But uh, I mean, it didn't really uh, scare me away or anything. I was interested in playing this. Mm. So as I mentioned before, you can get the codes for all the, you know, the codes, the passwords, like for all the, like for all the worlds, like online, like online, like online these days, easily enough. Um, there is, however, also a, um, um, there is, however, also a stage select uh, that's in the game also um, that you can do uh, by putting the, by, by, uh, by having the game in pause, then hold down, uh, then hold down the L button, like the uh, the the L and the A button, and then hold down the R button, and then push Y B X A and select, and then select the Armageddon icon, um, and then you can go to the setup screen and like push A, push A just like conquest mode, and then and, and then select the level that you want, but by, by, uh, by hitting the X and B buttons. So, um, com- so with the combination of the stage selection with the the world passwords you can basically hop to any world in the game you want to some of these worlds some of these, some of these worlds are very fun to play on uh, particularly the ones that have the very like unique schemes in them uh, for example let me just I jot down here I, I jot down here like a few of my favorites um, world 17 Stoey Land world like world 120 Cake Land world 325 Piglet World world 397 Japanese uh World 482 Rock and Lava, and a uh, and also and also World 4 World so, and also World 405 Bit Planes, World 586 France or France, and World 677 uh, Snow and Ice. Uh, those are some of the first worlds. If they're not the if they're, if they're not the first world, there's some of the first worlds use those themes. So, like I so said, you can like so you can check out the, the the uniqueness and the weirdness of those themes while while playing while playing a world that's not overly difficult. Well, I mean, compared to other worlds later on in the game, they, you know, they use the same theme. So, uh, definitely, I definitely recommend checking out checking out those worlds in particular to be able to see some of these like you know like unique themes that uh, that are used. 
Yup. And finally, there was an ending. Like, if you go to the last world, the world, you know, play your world 988 and beat it, you do get an ending screen. So, you know, you know, just like... Uh, there was one present, like present the original PC version also. So it's nice to see that one carried over to here too. You know, we didn't we didn't bring this up, but every time you finish a world, there's a screen where some guy in with a hood, uh, he says something. I forget what yes. he says, but his mouth moves and it's really right. odd. Yes. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Again. Again. They're taking from the backstory of the game, where like you know you. They, you basically you are a god cha- uh, tasked to defeat a demon, uh, 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 by trying to gain more followers than uh, like followers he does by going around to various worlds in the cosmos. So after you and so after and, and after World Nine Eighty Eight, you're done. You win. So, yay! <laughs> but um, yeah, so there's a lot of gameplay value here. Like enjoy this game because. Yeah, because I can see this game taking hundreds and hundreds of hours if you want to actually plot through, through like all the maps of the game. I'd like to see what it says on how how long to beat. Um, that's a that's a good question. Let me see if I can find that out like real quick. Let's see. According to Game FAQ, they rate the game as being a ridiculously short twenty two point two hours. What? Twenty <laughs> two. 22 hours? Yes. Hmm. Which, which I can see we do if you hop around the game and only play certain worlds. What about so, how, what's it called? How long to beat.com? Not sure. Uh, let me see if there's a let's play of the, uh, of this on YouTube. See how long that would take. Um, but, uh, so anyway, George, like, well, I'm looking for this like real quick. Do you have any other final impressions, thoughts, uh, recommendations, etc.? For the time, I think this game was uh, pretty good on a computer and being ported to the SNES, uh, it still works great. It's still the same game, um, but it looks better. And that's really nice. The controls are a little bit clunky uh, because of the controller and I feel they could have been done a little bit better, but um, they still work. And to this day, I feel the game is still playable for even a little bit. But if you really want to get a Molling You God game, uh, most definitely play like a Black and White or Black and White 2 on PC because um, by Lionhead because those games are really good. I had a lot of uh, memories playing that the first one with my cousin and uh, it, was, it was a lot of fun. God games have been kind of on the down, haven't they? As of recent, recently, yeah, I think yeah. I, I, I think it's, I think it's just because so many of this, I, I, I think because just because so many so many of the elements are being carried over like to other genres, um, this, you know, where they're not when they're called a god game per se, but there are you know, but there are god game elements present in it. Yeah, that's um, the thing with modern games is just like well, there isn't really a specific. A lot of games don't really have a specific genre anymore. It's more like there are like everywhere because well, there is like Peter Moyno's newest newest game to kickstarted. Uh, the, the name of it is the name is the name is the name is the name is escaping me like right now. Kickstarted a new game. Yes, which is a god game. Um, are you sure you're not talking about the game that he made of, of like? I want to say he came out like 2013 or 2012. But that was god, kickstarted. Goddess. Goddess, yes, that's the name of the that game. That was the game where that was that was Kickstarter. Yeah, no, so, I thought you meant like this year or last year he did it. Well, he's still working on it because the game's not really okay, finished so yet. He is working on a new yeah. game. Yeah, well, that that's he he. There's still some work going on the game. Semantics. Goddess, anyway. Goddess has a very Goddess has a very troubled development history, which we're not going to get into. Yes, no, because like, yes. this podcast. So the thing is, he released that. Um, and what was that? There was there was another there was a game before that where it was some box or something, and it would open like once it opens, the person who opened it was able to uh, become the the god in the next game he was making, and he and the guy who won also would get a a profit percent off of the game. I think mm, maybe I think that's I, what I'm... the case was, which was really odd. Um. Yeah, they put the guy's name in the game, and I think he's supposed to be like the god you're playing as, or something. 
Oh, interesting. Yeah. Um, it's 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 really odd. <laughs> Video games are odd. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, you know, Goddess is definitely is definitely she was definitely she was definitely like a modern like a modern god game. It didn't so. look interesting to me, sadly enough. And it's it's a Molyneux game. But, it's fun. It's it, but it's it, a modern Molyneux game. Like yeah, right. I have I have no problems with 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 Molyneux at all. Um, it's just that he has high. He's he has a lot of high hopes and he has huge ambition, and it doesn't yep. transo- transfer over well for yep. development. <laughs> and the problem is people people want to people call him lie a liar now. Yeah. And it's just like they're taking it the wrong way. For sure, it's all right to be angry with like the Fable games and whatnot because he was just in high hopes. He was like, we're going to have this and we're going to have that and we're going to do this. And then some of it didn't even get to the game. Some of it was not fleshed out as much as he wanted to. And the problem is he's not lying. He's just He just wants to do so much in the game and you can't. And that makes him look bad. He's uh, there was a there was a what was a rock paper shotgun article yeah where he was interviewed and he, he was just put on blast and it was just like that is he that was the one thing that where he was just like I think I'm gonna give up game development because he was being put heavily heavily on blast for the things that he said and whatnot it's just like it's a right to question the things he says because right. they don't get fully fleshed out or they don't happen. But, but, but like, I think it was like the first or second question he was asked in the interview was, are you a pathological liar? <laughs> no, don't do that. Don't be so aggressive. Like, I know this is turning into a rant, but when you're interviewing somebody, don't be aggressive. Don't, don't ask a question that would anger the person. You know, maybe you, they should have asked, do you think that your ambitions are too high for game development? Maybe something like that. Yeah. No, I agree with you definitely. It, it much the same problems that you know Chris Roberts is having these days with like you know like. Oh. Um, but, like but the thing like, is, he made like millions of dollars off of something. Well, you know, both these guys, both these guys are very similar. They're both they're both experienced, longtime game developers yeah. who promise a lot and unfortunately come up short. Um, so like you know, we're talking I, about Star Citizen. Yes. Right, so um, uh, which of, that game is still in progress, though. Yep, isn't it? yes, it is. So I also stuff I, is coming out for it. I also back that game. I'm also following it like very eagerly. But um, have you played any of it? No, I haven't. Because I believe because you can like fly and look around the hangar. Yeah, now. it's playable at this point. <laughs> it is, but um, but they. Uh, I don't know. I really don't like paying real money for actual like ships in game. Well, I've actually been, well, I, I've actually been having more fun playing a similar game like Elite Dangerous, which is um, uh, which actually which actually is being close to being finished. So and okay. it also it, it also it also has a lot of the same elements in it. Oh, that's uh, the PC specific one. Yes. Yeah, uh, I might pick that up. I've been, I like I've been doing a little bit of uh, Rebel Galaxy. Yeah, it's a lot of fun because um, like, you know, but that game is not as not yeah. not too similar from what from Elite Dangerous from what I know because Elite Dangerous you're actually controlling the ship and shooting stuff is like actually based on skill and not what you have really, right? Uh well, uh, there is dogfighting like in. So there's dogfighting like Lee Dangerous, but Lee Dangerous it, Lee Dangerous takes its inspiration, of course, like the classic to the classic game Elite, which was primarily like a trading game. So right. and there's a lot of trading, uh, trading and the trading takes place like this but game. But that game also. is kind of like uh, but Elite, the new Elite Dangerous is like uh, like a privateer, right? Like a Wing Commander privateer. Has a lot of similarities to that, yes. Okay, but. yeah, I might pick that up then. Where Star Citizen's main focus seems like it's going to be like you know on the you know, the combat side of things. So, right. but they, um, anyway, to go back to populous, uh, there's, <laughs> Sorry. there's, there's, there, uh, um, there are speed runs of the, there are speed runs of the speed runs of the sequel of the sequels of the games on YouTube, but not the, uh, but not the original game. So, um, I can't comment for how long, for how long it would take. How the, long this, are the speed runs? The speed runs of the sequels are, 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 are uh, range from, to range from like 30 to 50 hours. <laughs> I could, can can you imagine like I don't think these are like in one sitting, but could you no, imagine? Not. Could I'm, you I'm imagine sure somebody doing a speed run of like a Populous two and doing it for thirty hours? But well, like, there are people who play arcade games for thirty hours. Well, there are but, people who play arcade games like for that long, people, like and wait, wait, for thirty hours. Yes. Yeah, oh heard, my god! Have you heard about that? 
No, uh, oh, I'm not really into the whole arcade. Yeah, there are people. Thing. There are people. There are people who have played Pac-Man and Defender and Donkey Kong for for like for like for three days straight. Oh my god! They're so good at the game. They just simply like you know rack up rack up enough lives where they can afford to lose right, them. Right, right. And then they go and take a pee and stuff. Like our power now in some cases, in some cases or or, or whatnot. So oh, yeah, man. you definitely marath- marathoning arcade games is a big thing these days because. I couldn't uh, do that. I have to have a game that has enough content to marathon. It's uh, rough. So the reviews are popular when it came out were mixed, and they are still pretty mixed uh, nowadays. Uh, some like some people loved it, some people hated it. So, and I can see both sides of the coin because there are definitely both good and bad things. Show good and bad things, uh, like as far as the game goes. But there's always good and bad things about every yeah. single game. But because of that, this game is ridiculously cheap to get on eBay. I was shocked at how cheap this game is. How much? Is. This, is the, this is the cheapest Super NES game that we've covered so far in the podcast to get. Uh, there are 177 copies of the game currently listed, with 98 copies like recently sold. You can get the game, cart only, shipping included, for cheap $3.71. Oh, man. Uh, yeah, ranging up, uh, ranging up to 10 bucks. You can get CIB CIB for this game for anywhere for, uh, uh, for cheap as like eleven bucks. Oh, you, I should pick that up. You know, going uh, uh, go you go up twenty one dollars. Even steel copies of this game are not very expensive. Steel copies of the game sold anywhere from thirty one twenty to thirty five dollars. That's not bad at all. This is ridiculously cheap. So uh, yeah, I most definitely suggest if you you're looking for a kind of game like this, you should. Should buy it. I recommend. I re- recommending. Ugh, I recommend buying <laughs> the, a, a physical cartridge because it is so cheap and is most definitely worth it. Wow! Right. Wow! <laughs> so um, yeah, this is so yeah, this is a pretty. This is this is this is what I would call a niche game. The Super NES Library. It was just basically in in some sense it was padding because it, because. Everybody's reporting over a popular, you know, popular PC game. It's not unique to the system. A populous PC game, right? Yes. <laughs> um, it's not unique. It's, it's not going to appeal. It's not going to appeal like every kind of gamer out there. But but if you enjoy PC style games, uh, this one's definitely like worth like worth checking out because it was because for the most part I thought it was ported over the system like pretty well. <laughs> so next time on the podcast, we're going to be honored to, to be to be honored to have to, to be honored to have a special like special guest host again. Um, I was contacted recently uh, by several gentlemen by gentlemen by gentlemen like the name of Nick Baldrich, who does two pinball related podcasts. He does the for he he does the, he does the for amusement only uh, EM and also the Bingo Pinball podcasts. Um, he wrote into me to give some feedback and some, and some comments on the recent behind the on the recent behind the mask pinball episode that we did, um, and we, we talked about some of the games that he played, and he he recommended uh, one of the games on his short list of games on, on his games that he'd love to love to come on and talk about is a really obscure game I never heard about, which is the best kind of game for this podcast I think, yep. um, which is a which is a platformer game. Uh, which is called, um, sorry, uh, oh, which is called like, you know, incandation. So I played, I played a little bit of it so far. It's really different. I'll just leave it at that, like for right now. So I can already tell I'm not going to be happy playing this game. <laughs> I don't. I'm not really a platformer guy. Uh, so this would be interesting to talk about with him. So um, yeah, looking so looking forward to that. And also in the future. Uh, no harm in talking about this. We're gonna get hover cars. <laughs> oh wait, you're not talking about that kind of future, right? Okay. But they, um, George and I, George and I have been discussing, have been, have been discussing this idea for a while. We don't know, we, we don't know when exactly it's gonna happen, but it'll be happening sometime soon. Um, we are gonna be doing a combination uh, Super NES PlayStation. Uh, uh, PlayStation Power uh, 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 episode, which we to cover Gradius Three. Uh, both the original, both the original arcade port of the game, which supported the PlayStation, the, the PlayStation Two, and also the and also the uh, the um, the ported over uh, Super NES Super NES launch 
uh, launch launch version of the game. So look forward to that coming out in the weeks, you know, the weeks and months to two months to follow. Yeah, we might uh, be doing that soon. I don't know. And also, and also in the weeks and months to fall, we're we're hopefully we're hopefully going to have Ferg back on the podcast to talk, to, to, to talk about to talk, to talk about talk about one of his favorites is the games uh, on the Super NES, and I think one of mine also, uh, Legend of Zelda: A Link to the Past, which George has never played. So this ought to be interesting. Oh boy! <laughs> but you know, the Final Fantasy IV episode we did a while back was great in that in that sense also because like you know. Two of us, two of us already played the game, and one, you know, one of us, one of us playing it, we're playing it like the first time. So, uh, getting their, getting a, getting a newbie's impressions per se uh, about this, about this beloved classic, will probably be very, probably be very interesting. Also, somebody who's new to the series, I haven't, yes, really played. Too. I've only <laughs> played like uh, Legend of Zelda two when I was like a kid, and a little bit. Uh, I have it on my 3ds. So I played a little bit uh, of that on there as well. Do you mean the Do you mean the 3DS version of the game that came out? Because there was like a no I, the virtual the virtual okay. console yeah. resulted too. Okay, yeah, because yeah. there was a had yeah because there was a DS port of Link to the Past, uh, uh, like later years also. So. No, 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 I don't have any versions of those. But. The only the only <laughs> Zelda game I have is Zelda Two. Mm. So yeah, okay. um, I'll be new to the series basically. Right. So, uh, wrap up, flex wrap up, flex wrap up thoughts. Um, sorry, uh, wrap up announcements, uh, feedback, that kind of stuff. Um, um, the sponsorship, the sponsorship, the sponsorship is still going on. So I, uh, I really recommend that people check out, like, you know, like, uh, uh, check out the Jerry rig device at GRI dash rig.com. Uh, sponsorship, the sponsorship, the sponsorship, sponsorship goes through until the end of March. So there'll be two more episodes, um, after this one, in which the in which the bumper in which, in which the bumper and uh, the bumper and the sponsorship message like will be used in it, uh, you can good. Contact... Then I can get my bumper through them. <laughs> you already made us a bumper. <laughs> <laughs> that's uh, an old bumper. Yes, it is. But <laughs> nothing wrong with an old bumper. I still use them every now and then myself. So, right. but, uh, um, you can send me an email directly if you want to at the yes and yes podcast at yahoo.com. You can also please check out our Facebook page. Uh, the podcast can also be found on iTunes. Uh, please give us a rating, play a rating on there. Like, like, be like so kind. George and I also do another podcast together called like a PlayStation Power, uh, which also can be found on iTunes and Facebook. And George and George already uh, George uh, George also as, as he already are, already mentioned also does another podcast on the Sega Master System called Masters and Masterpieces. Yes, I do. And George, uh, you can also go to my website and listen to them uh there or uh stitcher my website is theboxfort.net spelled out that's t-h-e-b-o-x-f-o-r-t.net and yeah uh what were you saying greg i was just gonna say uh how can they contact you and you discovered that so never mind well yeah uh i mean if you want to email me i have a few emails on my website uh you just email george at theboxfort.net or if it's uh, more specifically for a podcast, um, MSM at the box for is for the Master System podcast. And I'm still trying to figure out what the what I set up as the email for the PlayStation one. It's either it's either PSP at the box or PlayStation Power at the box Need to really remember which one it is. And something just fell over. Please include that in the podcast, Greg. George is getting so animated here, like I was talking about, he can't help it. I just can't help myself. PlayStation 2 games just falling out everywhere. <laughs> and there's two copies of Gran Turismo 3. God dang it. <laughs> oh no, they're falling. Okay. <laughs> so, yes, anyway, uh, thank you very much again for checking out the podcast and for listening. We very much appreciate like, your support. You're welcome, Greg. Um, well, your support's automatic, I hope. <laughs> Otherwise, they otherwise you wouldn't be co-hosting with me. No, I hate this podcast. It's horrible. <laughs> the only redeeming factor is that other guy. He's really cool. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> anyway, uh, thank you again for I uh, thank you again like for your support, and and we'll see you again in two weeks. You're welcome, Greg. Uh, take care, all. Bye. Nintendo controls eighty percent of the video market, but no matter how you play the game which game you play, 
things definitely have come a long way since Pac-Man. Now you're playing with power. Deep of power.